Hey, welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela, and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed up love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say this journey is so much more fun with a bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. What is up, my built to be friend? And welcome back to this episode. This episode feels extra special. At the time this episode is released, it is a Monday and it is approximately six days before I run my eighth marathon. And some of you are going to be like, I care nothing about running. And some of you are going to be like, so hyped for this episode. And I don't know. I think that there are so many pairs. Like, I literally always say this. Like, if there was a way for me to record a podcast while on the run, like it would just be straight fire. And there are so many parallels between running and life and just the lessons that you learn on the run and beyond. And running is something that has become such an integral part of my life to the fact that I have an entire business called Strides for Strength that I co-run with my business partner, Erin, who is also a nurse and a runner and a marathoner. And running, I used to be the girl in high school track who, wait, 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 I have to tell you this story. In high school track, I ran the 4x4, 4x8, open 8, and open 4. It just kind of depended on the track meet. And to be frank with you, I hated running. Like I don't have any core memories from high school sports and I'm like, fuck yeah. Like I just want to go back there. Like, no, thank you. I grew up in a really small town where it felt like you got accolades or recognition based on your last name. And maybe that's just me like being a little bit salty towards where I grew up. Um, but truly I did not enjoy running in high school, fast forward to college. I had signed up to run my first marathon as a charity runner for an Oregon campus called Dance Marathon. Oh, wait, I didn't tell you the story. Squirrel brain. It was (laughs) the state track meet. So we had districts, which was like what you ran to qualify for a state. And I had ran those races or those relays that I just told you about all season long. And then it came down to districts and to be frank with you, I, I was not a superstar runner by any means. I did not have very much skill, did not have very much drive. And so they had put somebody else in the four by four to qualify us for state at districts. And then she was in too many qualifying events at state that somebody had to sub in her spot to run the state four by four. So insert Michaela, not good enough to qualify us, but good enough to be a sub. Hey, <laughs> And so I was the sub for the four by four at the state track meet and at the state track meet, our four by four heat, I was the very first or very first, very last person to cross the finish line of our heat. And it was the most embarrassing thing ever. I just like so vividly remember like being so embarrassed because I was like a solid 150 meters behind everybody else and trying to catch up. First of all, 400 suck. I love 400s now. I didn't then. And it's funny how like those things live rent free. Like there's so many times in this training cycle specifically because I did a lot of track workouts where I would just be like 
fucking crushing the 400s, the 800s, the 1200s faster than I could run them at the high school state track meet. And I just like want to go to my track coach's front doorstep and be like, look at me now, bro. Um, but the pity clap was the most horrific memory of high school, honestly. Probably not. That's a little bit dramatic. But anyways, I digress. So I just wanted to share with you some reflections on this training cycle because so many of you I know have been like so supportive in the DMs over on Instagram and my athletes just cheering me on in our group chat and Aaron, my business partner, just relentlessly believing in me and supporting me. And I think the biggest thing, like the resounding overarching thread of any training cycle, honestly, at this point, like I said, this will be my eighth marathon. I've been running consistently for and racing for six, seven, eight years now, quite a long time. And this training cycle has been so profound because my fitness has gotten to a level that I never could have imagined being at. And I think that it's just proof to you know, staying consistent in whatever you start in order to reap the benefits, right? Like not quitting when things get tough or not throwing in the towel because your insert air quotes, not good enough, but really sticking it out and showing up consistently and, you know, really putting your blinders on to stay in your own lanes. That way you're not comparing yourself to what everybody else is doing. And so the first takeaway of this training cycle being Nobody cares about your goals as much as you do. And it's not your job to convince them to care about it, but it is your job to show up unapologetically and bring them along in the process. And I think that's one of the things that I love the most about social media. And I try really hard to be transparent in sharing the highs and lows of life on the run and off the run, you know, sharing the really good workouts, but also sharing the in-between moments. I think about my, well, my phone was broke, so I wasn't able to share that, but my 20 miler, I absolutely dogged it. Like if this was five weeks out before um, the race, I think four or five weeks out before the race. And I was on my 20 mile run. And, uh, that same week I had been snowboarding three days because I had a friend in town. I had a really hard 10 by 800 workout just a few days prior and my phone broke and somebody smashed my windshield in. So like all of these outside life events were happening. And I laced up my shoes for my 20 miler that I already didn't want to do. And then I was like mid 20 miler and I had the worst side stitch and like it just, it was such a good reminder that you have to choose yourself in the moments where other people aren't around to choose you. And you have to choose which version of you you're going to show up for. And for me in that moment, it was like, do I want to show up for the narrative of like, I'm not good enough. This sucks. This whole training cycle is trash. I'm going to always fall short of my 340 goal because like this one run. And it's like, one bad run, one bad event, one hiccup does not equivalent to or is not equivalent to being a complete failure, right? So I think it's just like such a good reminder to stay humble for the process rather than what the process produces. And something that I wish I could go back and tell my new marathon running self is that you've already won. One like making the decision to sign up for the race, making the decision to lace up your shoes in the everyday mundane as fuck day to day runs, you know, making the decision to tow that start line. You have already won. It doesn't matter what the time clock reflects back at you. It doesn't matter what the tiny screen on your watch is saying. You've already won because you made the decision within yourself 
that you want. And it's like, it really is that simple, like just claiming it and owning it. And so something I do often is I actually write that with Sharpie on my hand. You've already won, especially when I'm going into a spicy workout or a longer run that seems a little bit intimidating, like reminding myself, it doesn't matter. And so often we get so fixated on accolades and external validation and numerical validation that we forget about the person that we're coming becoming in the process. And I think about athletes and runners, you know, of all fitness levels, completely new seasoned marathoners that when you let the time clock dictate your worth or your value, you really lose joy and you lose sight of why you're doing it. And I'm in it for longevity, baby. Like I used to be in it for the next PR, the next quick dopamine hit, the fastest mile I could run, the fastest time I could run. And eventually that got really old and I started to resent running. I wasn't feeling joyful about it. I wasn't feeling excited about it. I felt like I was just turning and burning my legs and my mind and my body to achieve something outside of me. But the real winner was the woman that I became in the process of this training cycle of really thinking about the evolution of not only the athlete that I became, but also the coach that I became and the nurse that I became and the business partner that I became because life on the run is about so much more than running. It's about facing those dark pain caving moments when it's you versus you and you have to choose what version of yourself you're going to show up for. And again, like I, this is the first race that I've had like a really lofty time goal. Um, So just like a little bit of background, my marathon PR is 356 and some change, which happened at Chicago in 2021. And my goal for Houston is 340. Numerically, that goal looks like a massive jump. Physically, I fucking know that I have what it takes. Even if on race day, I don't perform a 340, I know that I have the fitness. I know that I've become the athlete who can run a 340. There's so many different things that goes into race day in terms of sleep quality, carb loading, the race day conditions, the weather, the course, your mindset, all of these different you know factors that play into race day performance. So that's why I've made the decision within myself for the first time ever that I've already won, no matter the outcome. Do I have a big goal? Hell yes. Am I going to go hard after it? Hell yes. Have I worked my ass off the last 18 weeks? Hell yes. And excuse my language, but I just think it's so, so important to remind yourself that what you're working towards or the goal that you have, it's not too far out of reach. You just might not yet be the person who can achieve it who can make that 340 happen, who can launch that podcast, who can make that career pivot. It all comes in the mundane day-to-day grind, the mundane day-to-day, you know, just showing up even in the moments when you don't want to. And something that I've really learned about myself as an athlete, this training cycle specifically, is I will work. I will work harder than anybody else when I'm hungry for it enough. And again, I've never set a lofty goal like this for a race. So I, I've been saying this over and over again. I'll say it till I turn blue in the face. I've never worked this hard for something in my life. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like life is about so much more than running, but I have shown up relentlessly for my training runs, crushing workouts and pieces that I never once thought I was capable of. And not to do my own horn, but like 
I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing. So, you know, I'm excited to come back and listen to this podcast after the race, actually. And I'll definitely be doing like a post-race recap as well to just hear myself hype myself up. And, you know, if you get anything from this episode, I hope it's that to be your biggest cheerleader, to really sit down and reflect on all that you are and all the work that you do and what you bring to the table. And, you know, even if the outcome doesn't happen the way that you hoped or the way that you worked for, it doesn't mean anything about you as a person. And I think it's really important to pre-decide that before going into anything, before having the launch, before putting the podcast out there, before towing the start line of the race. Because once you've made that decision in yourself, once you get to the end of, let's for the sake of this example, once I get to the finish line and I'm in this heightened state of emotions, there's not really in any neutrality there. It's probably going to be really, really high or really, really low. When I'm lacking that neutrality, I know that I've already made the decision in my heart and in my head and in my soul that I've already won. And here are all the reasons why. And, you know, just being your own book of proof, being able to validate yourself, being able to look back on all of the reasons why you are qualified, you are capable, you have already won, you, you've put in the work. And I think it's really easy to discount the day-to-day but it's like the mundane runs, the easy three, four, five, six mile runs, seven mile runs, post shift runs, pre shift runs, and all the moments in between that you might not see, you might not reap the benefits right away. But when you're in it for the long term and you really have that longevity mindset, like I'm in it for the long haul, baby. I'm not just in it for this finish line or the next finish line. I'm in it so that way I can hike mountains when I'm 80 years old. I'm in it so I can say yes at any given moment when somebody asks me to go for a hike. I can say hell yes because I know that physically, I'm able to be in that space because I've put in the work. So it's not just about life on the run. It's about life off the run too. And if you're new here, I ran the TCS New York City Marathon in 2022. And then I actually took almost an entire year and a half off of racing marathons because I really wanted to focus on the 1%, nutrition, strength training, mindset, shorter work, doing more 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, and really just taking a step back from the mental and physical grind of a marathon, which if you're listening to this and you're an athlete and you're a marathon runner, I really, really encourage you to you know, just zoom out and look at where your off season falls, because this is the first true off season that I had taken ever in my entire running career. And the reprieve that I felt, and then just going into this training cycle, a little bit of extra pep in my step, a little bit of bounce and a little bit of level headedness of what was to come. And this is the first training cycle that I have not hit a point of burnout, which I think speaks volumes about you know, just the maturity as an athlete, being able to discern when I needed to really focus on the quality of the run instead of the quantity. There was multiple weeks where I had missed a run or two, not two, probably one. I don't miss two runs in one week, but I had missed a run or a couple of miles in order to really honor what it was that my body needed specifically for the month of December when I had um, friends in town and I was working a couple more shifts at the hospital per week than I was used to and holidays and life. And so I really had to take a step back and ask myself, like, what really matters here? And here's the thing about running is like, I love running, but running is not my whole life. And I say this to my athletes all of the time. If you don't have yourself, who are you when you're on the run? And 
as a coach, a lot of my athletes give me so much feedback. And I really pride myself in this and the way that I coach my athletes is that I don't care about how many miles you can run or how fast you can run. I care about how you feel in your body, the way that you talk to yourself, the quality of your sleep, the quality of the nutrients that you put in your body, how you manage your stress, how you're showing up in relationships, the amount of play, fun, and adventure that you also have on your calendar. So life is not just about running. You know, training for a marathon is about running and it's about so much more than running. It's about the person that you become in the process. And again, it's like you versus you. You're in these dark, scary moments on the run in the middle of a threshold workout where nobody else is around and you're feeling a little bit painful. You're feeling a bit, a little bit scared. You're like, oh my God, this workout is intimidating. And you have to decide, am I going to show up anyways? And that's the thing, no matter what kind of goal you're looking at, whatever thing in front of you seems intimidating, you always have a choice to show up and conquer or retreat and hide. And I will always choose to show up and conquer. So to Mick post Houston marathon 2024, this is your reminder that I am so incredibly proud of you and the person that you became and the athlete that you became for the last 18 weeks. And you know, in your heart and in your soul, you did everything you could to leave it all out on the course of Chevron Marathon. And for that, I am so proud of you. And I hope this episode for you who is listening, this was selfishly a little bit for me, but I hope for you who's listening, this is your reminder to celebrate yourself in the small in-between moments. It's not about the accolades or the finish lines. It's about who you become in the process. And I will say this until I'm blue in the face. You are capable in so much more than you give yourself credit for. You haven't even yet told your max capacity or your max potential. What lies between you and where you're headed is you standing in your way, you telling yourself why you can't, or why you're not worthy or why you're going to fall short or why you don't have what it takes. But this is your reminder that you have what it takes. You're becoming that person and life is about so much more than the finish line. And once you learn to love who you become in the process, rather than just what the process produces, everything as a byproduct gets elevated. Your experience, your training, your times, your satisfaction with life, your pride in yourself, your way that you talk to yourself. It's all a byproduct of the way that you show up for yourself on the run, off the run, in between moments. And that is all we have. By the time I listen to this, I will be a eight-time marathoner, which is so, so incredibly wild. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been in my corner, relentlessly supporting me throughout this entire training cycle. Again, there are people in your life who are never going to fully understand how important the goal is to you. It doesn't matter. Keep getting after it, friend. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon.